0: everyone. Welcome to another episode of Unplug with Annie. Today I've got Sean Fitzsimmons on the show. Sean grew up in a small country town in Victoria, Australia. He was an entrepreneur even before he knew it, I think. Um, <laughs> from a very young age, uh, he had that inclination towards entrepreneurship and he's been through a lot of uh, adversity in his life. He started working at a very young age Um, His parents also divorced when he was very young. He became a restaurant manager at 17. Um, He had so many different jobs even at, at such a young age. And he actually became homeless at 18 and traveled west coast of Australia living on beaches and caravan parks. He then joined the military when he was 18 as a weapons electronics technician. And he built his first house at the age of 19. He's now traveling the world and he's based in the Philippines. He's doing some incredible things. Um, He's also launching multiple businesses and, and he has multiple businesses he launched a pub crawl business in 2014 he also has his own music mgmt company he launched a record label um he is now working with a digital marketing agency which he launched based in the philippines bali and melbourne and he's just doing so many incredible things around the world so his hands are definitely full i'm definitely interested in talking to him about his journey so, without further ado. Hi, Sean. Thank you so much for being on Unplugged with Annie. I'm super, super thrilled to be able to talk to you.
1: Hey, thanks so much. Thanks for having me.
0: Um, just to get to get started in the conversation, then you're sort of based all over the world now, and you're, you know, you're running this digital uh, media agency. So, if you can tell us what you were doing prior to this and how you got to this point.
1: Hmm. Okay. It's, um, I, I guess like right up and leading up until now, um, before that I was doing some music stuff. So I have like, um, kind of like part-time hobby kind of stuff. So a management company, which then like naturally eventuated into like an independent record label as well. Um, and then that slowly grew a little bit, but uh, that was like the last few years and then some other small businesses I have like a pub crawl business I tried doing um, in Melbourne in Australia uh, for like a summertime that went it went good during that time but it was a bit difficult to sustain mm-hmm. um, and a few other different jobs and stuff like that but like the biggest chunk of the time that I stuck which was consistent was in the Australian Defence Force from like 2008 to 14 um, as an electrician or like weapons electronics technician so uh, I did that as well so it was kind of like electrical trade stuff there but then hospitality tourism and independent stuff of like the music or things that I gravitated towards Um, and then going back even further I guess there was like a variety of different stuff a lot of like hospitality or retail um, different kind of casual or part time roles but yeah that's like it's kind of it's really been not I guess, not so conventional. It's not like I really stuck with one thing. It's kind of been a little bit trial and error and things like that. Um, but yeah, that's like a, a very short version, I guess.
0: <laughs> but you're, not, you're now in the Philippines, is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm coming from Cebu in the Philippines. Yep.
0: So how, how did the Philippines happen?
1: Well, like that, zooming in on that scenario as well, um, through my music company, which I kind of started, I guess, in 2014 as like a it was kind of like just like-minded people getting together and I was a little bit more mature because I'd been in the defense force and come back to that environment um so I was trying to put stuff together and it as, as it built which all good things do if they just take a lot of time um before you see any progress like what happened is the music management was going okay but then we needed to invest in publicity or we at least thought we did anyway at one point um So I was doing some research around and a lot of the quotes that I was getting were almost like the equivalent of what we were making per year for like a one month campaign or something. It was totally not possible with the budgets we had. So what I did is I'd never thought to leverage off my network up until around that time, but I was like, okay, well maybe, well, there was no choice really. I just had to do it myself. So as a music manager, we're traditionally like wearing many hats. So I was already doing like booking gigs and venues uh, trying to service the radio, doing all these different roles. So the publicity was like really just another one. Um, so I did that for a track that we were really confident in and we we had a really big feature on. Um, and it went really well. It premiered through Rolling Stone and a few other like international publications. So that kind of sparked a, a publicity thing where when things go well, other people were like, hey, like, um, you know, is it possible you could help us out also? And like, we have a pretty small kind of friend circle at that time in the city. So naturally I was like, yes, yes, of course, of course. So like that started building and it went from like one to two to five to 10 to 50 to a hundred different campaigns and clients and it continued snowballing. And at one point I needed to invest in additional people to come help us. So I had some friends and some staff that were starting to come on board and it kind of organically grew um, until there was one point, I guess it was like 2017 I saw Gary V speak in Melbourne um, and was really a huge fan of him, too. so I had the chance to go see his stuff. And prior to him coming on, there was like a, a kind of, a I guess, the other people at the conference. And one of the earlier stage guys was an American dude, and he was like, he basically was selling, because each of them have got a sales pitch at these conferences, right? His was for virtual assistants. And he, he like had his his VA on the screen on the projector behind him, and we got to meet her and chat. Um, and that like that was really interesting as well. So when when I saw that, I was like, wow, I didn't take the bait on his sales pitch, but I was like, I'm gonna take this in my notes. And I went home and researched Upwork and then online jobs and did some digging into this area. And there's not really that much um that much kind of information online about VAs and stuff like that, unless you really know where to look. So Through doing some digging, I started investing or like reaching out to, I had like the worst job offerings, like just, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I created some listings, got to some VAs, many applied because it was pretty cool, they had a chance to work with an Australian company and we were sort of, um, trying to just see what we find and it turned out that the majority were from the philippines that proved to be like the most beneficial for our company because they were speaking the best english and stuff like this like they had, well they had really great english um so i ended up with a va from near manila it was over here and this was probably like a year or so ago and what i wanted to do to like it's so crazy that while we were working um he would basically be with us for two hours, then need to take an hour off because he needed to turn the generator off. So this dude was that keen to work with our company that he literally powered fire generators how he was charging his laptop. And nice. so we, of course, we couldn't not be flexible. We were like, that's totally fine. Like, you just rest the generator. We'll see you in an hour. And we went like this for a few months. And then... Late last year, um, I met another dude who was through Upwork, whose name's Dan, and he's got a really large company in Cebu as well now, um, and he was having a Christmas party. So we're kind of busy, like we're, we're, always, we're always busy, even if we're not busy. This is just how we make ourselves live. So um, we would go back and forth a bit, and he was like, dude, I'm having a Christmas party. I'm booking the casino. You have to come. And I was, for a few months, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll come. I'll try, I'll try. And then eventually I was like, right, I'll come meet my va and i had the opportunity to take him on his first ever flight which was really exciting for him and really cool so he came from manila to cebu we stayed here for a week and we went to dan's christmas party but while we were here i needed a co-working space to work out of because we tried the hotels uh the wi-fi wasn't so good so we went to a co-working space which was open mind uh in it park it's the co-working franchise that while we were in there i'd been in there for like 12 hours it was like 11 pm or something and Um, I've got a bit of a tan but I'm extremely white so while being in there working there was another foreign lady and immediately she looked over at me and was like wow he's not local and I was like "Well, she's not local like and she was lovely and I had a quick chat with her she was like what are you guys up to this is my space and it turned out she was the lady running the co-working space but she had just flown in from London um, at the time it was really a chance meeting and I said we're doing some Instagram marketing we're doing some stuff anyway and then she was like, oh, wow, yeah, we have some villas also. We need to, like, look into that. Um, and then that sort of was where it didn't go so far from there. We said we'll keep in contact. I went back to Australia um, and then a little while later I reached out to her and she was like, hey, at this time we're in Bali working on some projects. Would you like to come over for a meeting? And and I kind of, like, I realised, like, wow, okay, this is a pretty cool opportunity if now they're in Bali and they're at a villa. So... I went had a meeting with them, got to chat. Um, they are phenomenal in like um, guest reservations and handling um, listings for people's investments and stuff like this. But they kind of missed the social media bustle or that kind of bandwagon. So it really just merged perfect. And I spent some time with them in Bali. Um, and yeah, like we've ended up coming to an agreement. They've kind of like we have a partnership now where they've got where where it's a digital marketing agency representing a number of villas. A co-working franchise, the music publicity, and a few other things that will slowly start activating as well. But it just came together organically, you could say, like um, chance meeting or right place, right time, or whatever. But I just think it's like energies that are aligning or something like that. Like so, yeah, that's um, that's the, the story of how it came about yeah. to be. This is yeah one of the properties that they're managing and representing, and this one doesn't get booked out. It kind of serves as like a home base. Um, so, fast forward now, I'm over here at the moment trying to build a, the digital marketing agency. So, I'm working with some of their senior local staff. Um, and yeah, we're putting it together. We're hiring staff, inventing job positions, the procedures, the, all the steps and the policies and stuff. Like, it's, it's quite full on, but it's exciting as well. It's so exciting. So,
0: that's great well yeah that's the main thing I think to enjoy the process but yeah you you definitely have your hands full um so you you, you've actually you've experienced also like multiple obstacles I would say in your life like adversity is, is nothing which is new to you for sure um uh whether it was when you were at school or later in life you've got quite the incredible story um so how have you you know experiencing all these setbacks how have you not let that hold you back from still you know constantly going out there and ach- achieving your goals and you know still wanting to do really well and doing really well and what what is like the the secret sauce there
1: I don't know I think like it depends from which angle you look at things as to like what the definition of doing really well is and stuff like that like since being here I'm kind of neglecting my health a bit we're working so much like there's different elements and stuff like that and I think like none of us fully ever figure it out but for me, like, at that point when things were really bad, I, I, I remembered and I've tried, like, revisiting to think about it a bit. I haven't thought back very much. But during those times, I just I used to even – it's weird, but I didn't eat vegetables all the time because I just was so fussy or something. And I used to get cramps or feel bad. And I just used to – when things were bad, I would just try and tell myself, like, damn, there must be something good coming later on down the track because why would I be going through with all this now? Like, mm. what, something has to flip, like, so – I just kept, I literally like embraced that the darker the tunnel, the brighter the light at the end of it and kind of just lived with that to myself and didn't really need to tell anyone about it. But it was like, well, like to bring it on, like the more I face now, the better something will be later on. And I, I ended up getting so busy that I didn't realize that things had even flipped fully, but it went from like the short stint where I was living in a swag to then building a house in like just over 12 months. Like, clearly things changed a lot but it wasn't it was more so like I was more looking forward onwards and and the environment changed and I embraced it I didn't yeah it wasn't I don't know like I guess but but I guess like the thing would be there isn't really that much of a secret source aside from like I think that realizing that we've all got flaws we're all going to have challenges and stuff like that but the more aware we are about ourselves we can try and identify those and hopefully somehow work around them, or if we see that we're going down a path of being unproductive or something that we know. It's like cycles, like the biggest thing for me would probably be like studying successful people and like really trying to not like reinvent the wheel, but to go like, well, if that's worked for so many people, or especially for these people and they got amazing results, like how can you try and take even a small amount of that into your journey or something? Mm -hmm. But yeah, what about for yourself? How have you found things?
0: Um. Oh God. Yeah. I would say it's just yeah. Constantly, like you said, I guess learning and just um. Uh I think being adaptive. Yeah, for sure. When something's not working, you know, you you try something else. I think that's definitely that that definitely is a thing. But yeah, no. I mean, as an actor, for sure, there's so many. Um. I mean, there's so much which is not in your control, and I think as an entrepreneur, it's the same. So you have Uh to. You 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 kind of are figuring it out along the way but you can just educate yourself as much as possible at the same time and you know keep learning and yeah so I would say definitely yeah Definitely. What do you think are the key qualities then for, for somebody who wants to be an entrepreneur and, and, and own multiple businesses? And because it does it, it it is it can be portrayed as very glamorous on social media. Um, but wow. other than being other than the basic fact of being driven and passionate, um, what do you think are the other important qualities?
1: Hmm. I I guess like it's kind of now it's popular on the internet, but for me, like with these things of like the way the internet's transpired, it's been like actually attaching to a community and not being like the odd one out or so. So like, for me, it was like reassuring to see that there are are so many other people that are on like the uncertain journey or something. But um, I don't know. I think like, it's not, not attaching to a label of like having or saying you're an entrepreneur or saying like, it's just trying to work out what, what's going to make you happy yourself and be honest with yourself and then try and like, I always am, I guess it's like the amount of successful people I've studied here and there over time and stuff. But like, I think no, whether it's like your personal life or whatever it is, it's like trying to identify, like if things go really well in a year or so, where might I be? And then go, well, where would I need to be in six months for that to like to be on that right path or like where, where does my bearings or my GPS need to be facing for that to be a possibility or something. But I don't know, like, as far as breaking things down, it's all available now. Like when, when I was at school, we needed to go to the public library, which was not cool. And like, now it's just your phone. So if you, like, if you're a young person that is not connected at school, which I was one of them, then like, I I, I can just only imagine like what I would have done if I had a smartphone and I could just go sit under a tree when I was disconnected at school and learn something I wanted to. Like, I think that they've got access to all the information now. Like, it's not, I, I think realizing like every single journey is completely different. Like, your path is as unique as your fingerprint or something. Like, so um, not comparing yourself to other people, but trying to be realistic. Like, the, there's a dude, Jack DeLosa from Australia, who runs the Entourage. And I, I did one of the programs with these guys a few years ago where they talk like vision, mission, value. So it's like, identify the peak of where you want to get to, whether that's like a business goal, a health goal a wealth goal or whatever kind of area. And then like, that's your vision is like where you would be in the, the ultimate high or the ultimate version of yourself. And then the mission is like, okay, if that's the top of the cliff, like how are we trekking up there? Mm-hmm. And then the, the like, then uh, the vision mission values, your values is like, well, how are you conducting yourself on the way up there? And that's like making sure that we're respectful along the journey and like um, trying to continue building. And, and I think like, yeah, I don't know, it's a little, maybe that's a little ramble on or something. I don't know, but it's like, it's a bit hard. It's like just trying to reverse engineer things as best you can and trying to be honest with yourself. And then when things fail, we're just not giving up. Like it's totally, that's, that, that's the biggest thing. Like same if anyone's selling something, like if the answer is no one time, they all stop or like, this, it's even like might be like a utilities bill like our phone bill could be more and like we try and then we get put on hold and we're just like I'll oh, stuff it and then we end up paying extra rather than you it's in the follow up success is in the follow up I think.
0: True, true. And uh, like from like your observation, what do you think is a commonly or perhaps it's something that you've experienced before in terms of making mistakes in business? Is there, is there like any common mistakes that you've observed that people do and, and things that maybe they should completely avoid when trying to create a company?
1: Yeah, I think like in the early stages, it's so hard, like we over trust people or like the, I don't know, like you're, uh, the, the biggest thing that has constantly bit me is like financially trying to help people out where like at a time there might be, even if it's not a, a business or a company, like even if it's a friend or an associate or someone like in the music management, we manage and try and guide and develop artists. And like one of the big things there is traditionally artists, like unless they're it's called the long tail unless they're like the Ed Sheeran and Beyonce's of the world. Like they're generally not earning very much, probably the same acting and like these other areas. Like it's such a journey to get there. Mm -hmm. As the people that are trying to empower and support and develop them, we like, if I'm in a way better situation, like trying to help them out with whatever items or whatever I can. And then like, yeah, I think it's like, I don't know, that would be one thing that I constantly keep needing to learn and to stop doing. But, Um, It just keeps repeating. Like, I keep trying to help too many people out. But it's, like, um, that's kind of changed for me in the last 12 months or so because I really do believe that we must, like, set ourselves up right first. It's really the analogy of, like, the the oxygen mask if the aeroplane's going down. Like, how many people can you help if you've got no air yourself? So, Mm
0: -hmm. yeah, like,
1: there's that. But then, yeah, I don't know. It's there would definitely be heaps of other stuff, I guess. Um, Hmm
0: yeah i mean like generally you with your content as well you really focus on um you know encouraging followers to be the best they can be and and choosing an extraordinary life and um and like you said you know don't give up and try again but i feel like everyone has a different limit i suppose to how how they can stretch themselves and um obviously it takes a lot more than you know faith to achieve things because you have to act upon it as well um, so what would you say to people listening, um, that, you know, is essential to be able to lead the life of your dreams and really, and really go after everything you want because it's possible. But, um, what is that one thing that you would say to them?
1: Hmm, I guess it's like the, what the part of the sentence would be like, be willing to make massive sacrifice. Like it's not, I think, um, even successful people that inherited, their success and stuff like that like they just won't keep it if they don't sacrifice and have their priorities in line and stuff like that like it's not yeah i think like that and the biggest thing for anyone that it really is like business but crosses into life from my experience is like sticking to your word like if you the moment that you tell people stuff and you're like not accountable to actually log it and then you can't meet whatever you've said and stuff like you lose your credibility and that's like that, that's super important as well. Like the trust that you can build over time. Um, I really hope to continue putting out more content. Um, a lot of the time, like I, at the moment we're having a convo and I'm kind of thinking about it, but a lot of the time when I'm mentoring or, or trying to chat with the younger artists or musicians I work with, I, I just come straight off the fly and I'm not really thinking so much, but there's a lot of valuable stuff in there and it's all based around a foundation. Like my whole analogy of everything is like, how, why try to build 20 stories on on bad sand or something like get your foundation together and that is the principles like, um, and if you, if in this age, like if you're um, setting yourself up to be entrepreneur or business or do anything successful, whatever the space is like, if you can't utilize YouTube to find out who Ray Dalio is or all these other successful people, like you, I would almost say like, I really break it down to like a one or a zero. It's like it's either you're going to get it done or you're not. And that's kind of it for me. The, the The murky water in the middle is what people invent to tell themselves something because they can't proceed or they can't stick it out or whatever. But it's really like literally willing to be rejected, punched in the face many times in an analogy sense and like told, no, that's not happening. And you just go back and better position yourself. Like when I think of success myself, I literally think of like, This room that I'm in, if I was water trying to get in here, like, what would I do? And it's like, well, you'd start with the doors and see if there's any cracks, and perhaps there's not. So maybe you'd jam a hose and try to come up through the ground, or maybe you're going to flood the roof and try to come in through the roof. Like, But sooner or later, if water was on every side of this room, it's getting in. So that's just how I look at it. Like, Mm. If you just persist, then sooner or later you'll catch a break.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And was there, is there any specific time uh, for you, like a moment of adversity, which you remember very clearly because of what that moment did to you, whether it was, you know, because it changed your outlook towards something or it just made you, yeah, it just made you realize something or realize what you want to do. Or was, was there that specific moment where something clicked for you?
1: I, I don't think so, so much as like a monumental time or like a significant event or something. But what I've grown to learn recently when I look back at different times, like one of the – yeah, I, I guess like there's just all these kind of – they're almost like aha moments where I'm like, oh, right, that kind of does fit in here. Whether it was like the doing the junk mail round when I was in high school and I used to make my mum have to sit in the car so I could just try and – it was four cents per letterbox. Like it was – it was nothing, but it was like $120 a week or something. It was huge. So it like all these different things. And one that was really funny, like it's not really standing out or anything like that, but it's a story that's funny to share. I guess I never did share it. And it was like a year or so ago, I was in my old hometown with my brother and I took him to one of his friend's father's house. And it was like one of the parents when we were growing up, I guess. So it's kind of like an uncle figure or something. And When we arrived there, we hopped out of the car and he was like, where's the chicken? And I didn't even catch on with what he was saying and my brother giggled and I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, don't you remember when you came down here in a push bike because you were doing the Marianne Road chicken raffle? And I was like, oh, right. Like at age 12 or 13 or something, I got on my bike, I found a raffle ticket book at the news agency that was like half price at 99 cents or something. And then I was like, well, if I get that, a chicken at the supermarket's $12. If I can sell 20 tickets at a dollar, then I can make an $8 profit. And I don't know if that's like the formula I thought in my head or something, but I literally rode down my street like a country town (laughs) through like these these driveways would have been a few hundred meters long and knocked on random's doors. And I said, hey, I'm doing this road chicken raffle. Would you like a chicken? And I ended up making 20 or so dollars. And the funny thing is, I think once I'd made that much, I just kind of stopped and I was exhausted anyway. But... And then I got back and I was like, wow, this worked. And my parents were like, well, you, you've done a raffle. You must give someone the award. Like, and I was like, oh, yeah, the chicken. So um, I have a confession to share that I actually gave it to one of my dad's friends. But we literally went to the supermarket and gave someone the chicken. I'm sure they just put it in the bin. But it's funny now, like 15 or 20 years later, that that's something that those guys remember of me. And I didn't remember it myself because things are so fast now, like with what we're doing and we're connecting everywhere new relationships like but that dude that was really like a, a standout event on his calendar so that was pretty funny and I was like wow okay there was also a time I stole my parents credit card to buy items off eBay it was like hats and they were a promotion from a bottle shop so they were really cheap but I knew that they would sell on at the school so I put them in my backpack and I sold four of them and made my money back and like small things like that where I was just able to see an opportunity or try leverage or something but Yeah, I don't know. It's like, yeah, there's there's many of those popping up, which is really cool. And I love now that we've got like memories on social media, because that's kind of reassuring as well. Like, wow, we were actually there a couple of years ago. So yeah, I guess...
0: Yeah, just to see all the progress. That's crazy. I'm sure that's I'm sure that's a story Gary Gary V would love to hear as well. <laughs> if you if Yeah, well it kind
1: of aligns with like with that stuff. Like he's for sure doing things so 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 well. Like even to do a tenth or a hundredth or a millionth of what he's doing is phenomenal for us. But like the when it aligns with that and I can see like wow, like if I did what I was doing really well and I organised to myself now, I could aspire to be somewhere there. Like whether it's one, five or ten years, like it's the same for everyone whether it's acting or artists like anything at all like if we can try when when people come to us for the publicity or for the music and stuff like that i say like if things go well for 12 months where might you be like show me an account show me the person who's there and let's scroll down and see where they were a year ago and let's try and replay the steps that they took like of course everyone's journey is different but success leaves clues like we it, most people can understand that, so I think yeah, like that's um reverse engineering things is a really good thing that's what I'm learning like recently in the last couple of years anyway
0: true, true, true well, it's been so good chatting to you. I just have like a few rapid questions um to to conclude, but um so what is one thing because obviously as entrepreneurs, as artists there's uh, a lot of it like it is unclear, the future is unclear. <laughs> um, So, you know, I I know you spoke about it a bit at the beginning that not currently taking care of your health, but um, is there something that you do every day to sort of give you that mental peace, whether it's a morning routine or whatever it is? um, Is there something that you do daily for that specifically?
1: it hasn't been every single day at the moment because yeah. things are still in the air with us having different operations in different countries or whatever but it would definitely be exercising in the morning when I'm on point and I'm doing it that's what I'm aspiring to do regularly like the exercising just blows the core out it clears us like it sets us for a good time so like for the day the mind and everything but yeah I'm kind of like I'm I'm still struggling with that a bit myself as well because I can't sleep because at 3 a.m. I'm creating new business ideas or something. So it's like, yeah. and still have the existing 10 or 15 to try and run with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I guess like getting healthy routines is so important. We all know that. Like, yeah. So for me, myself, I'm lacking in that space, but totally that that's really important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And what is the one that, what is something left on the bucket list for you to do? Like something imminent maybe that you just really want to do?
1: Uh, well the thing like the funny thing is it's actually it it used to be and I used to have a goal to try and make a million dollars by 30 which is what I am now and I've switched my goal to give away a million dollars so in my head I'm thinking to do that I need to make like two or something or three so that makes the goal even bigger um but that's my goal I think like before my time's out i want to give away a million dollars so obviously I need to make it first but that's it's the mission. <laughs>
0: wow, that's amazing! And last but not least, um, you love being an entrepreneur because,
1: hmm, because I can, I don't know, like I guess I can choose where I'm at and do things that I like and be somewhat in control. I, I don't know, like because it's just what feels the right thing for me, I guess. Yeah, that's,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, great! Well, thank you so much for being on the show, and it was lovely talking to you.
1: Thank you so much. And yeah, all the best with the rest of the interviews coming up.
0: Thank you. And I I will be tagging you obviously in social media when the graphics and everything goes up and uh, people can get in touch with you um, if they have any questions. And yeah, I look forward to like staying in tune with your journey and seeing what else you're up to.
1: Awesome. Thanks so much.
0: Thank you. And that was the end of another episode on the Elevation series I'm super excited about next Sunday. Do stay tuned and for all updates regarding the podcast Unplug with Annie, do follow and like the page Unplug with Annie on Instagram and Facebook. We're now on 10 platforms including Spotify, Anchor and iTunes.